Recording progress, baby. All right. I have uh, no idea how you're hosting this and somehow interrupting yourself. <laughs> Okay. Uh, hello, Rox Fever listeners. Uh, it's me and Elliot. Uh, welcome to episode, uh, insert episode here, 77. of Rox Fever. <laughs> it's me, Biasaran, uh, with me as always. Elliot Hoyt. Hey, Elliot. Uh, so Jackson's not here. Um, already, I think we're scaring him because in the group chat. Can you believe this is episode 77? 77. Amazing. Uh as a preview for one of our segments today, uh, this is the Ray Bork episode. <laughs> the Ray Bork of Roxy Fever episodes. <laughs> Which makes sense because one of us just left. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> that might be backwards. Oh, one of us just left to go join a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that going to be way more successful. It has a bunch of all-stars on it. <laughs> This is so funny that he's like texting us in the group chat and he is like right now, if you follow him on Twitter, he's, uh, he's combing through 313 pages of, uh, what did he say? It was unsealed concussion lawsuit documents. Yes. The 2016 lawsuit. Oh my God. I love how every time that a lawsuit has come up in this, in this goddamn show, you guys, it's usually you, um, but also Jackson who, who's the one who like dives into cases and explains cases and, yeah. explains where things are going speaking of jackson he also left us a oh. set of instructions he did i'm gonna really quickly open this drink there we go oh yeah uh, get that okay. fully in. <laughs> all right uh so <laughs> jackson didn't teach us how to play audio on the show so i think elliot's gonna be playing it into oh. his microphone of course if we played it any other way it would sound good <laughs> Uh, hey guys, it's Jackson. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just in the middle of something. Uh, I've been uh, hard at work here with all this research. Uh, sorry, that's just uh, an old uh, press conference I was watching. I'll just mute that. Uh, really appreciate you guys taking the reins for a week. Uh, Vias, you've got the login info. Uh, hopefully, the, getting the recording done should be pretty easy. Just press the uh, big red circle button, the one that you called the little Japan flag thing, uh, that one. And then press the one that you said is like the square button from the PlayStation controller <laughs> to stop. Um, if you want to play it back, press the one that you said looks like a sideways version of the triangle from the PlayStation controller. Mm. Mm. Uh, okay, uh, this part's for Elliot. Elliot, uh, I know I've never left him alone with you before, but I trust you. All the important numbers are on the fridge, uh, <laughs> school, daycare, my work, etc., uh, and there's croutons in the pantry if he gets hungry. Uh, what else? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, there's three rules you absolutely can't forget. Uh, one, keep them away from bright lights, especially sunlight. Two, don't get them wet. If he gets wet, a bunch more little viasas will sprout off his back and they'll run roughshod through the house making crunching noises and interrupting you every time you try to do a segue. Uh, and three, no matter what you do, absolutely do not feed him after midnight. If you do, uh, he turns into Tej Dollywall. Okay, uh, that's it. <laughs> Have fun without me, and uh, I'll see you guys next week. I was waiting for him to say that the pause button to describe that was looked like the Twin Towers. I can't. Is that Jackson? <laughs> um, um that uh i like how jackson's already talked more than us in this episode that he's not on well yes because we already just rejected like 25 minutes of recording um yeah should we get into our agenda we absolutely can so 
Um, we did plan out this episode. Um, I did some work from at, at 2 a.m. once. I came up with some bits. We got some links we're going to go through together. Some are food related. Some are animal related. Some are career related. Um, and I also have about 12 questions I'm going to ask Elliot. Uh, a lot of people don't know Elliot, and uh, you're going to get to know him today. You're going to know about his fears, his weaknesses, and his arm size, um, <laughs> circumference, radius, girth, everything. Uh, anyways, but first, uh, it's, uh, it's a busy hockey season. Um, there is Canucks news. Um, uh, there's also personal news. Uh, I got vaccinated yesterday. Uh, oh, yeah, that's, that's yeah. awesome. Elliot, did you, did you uh, get the shit kicked out of you the day after or what? I felt fine. I felt, felt fine. I felt so good after. Me too. I today's obviously today's my first day after. I feel totally fine. Uh, no, no muscle pain or anything. Uh, uh, nothing to worry about. So that feels good. I sincerely hope that when Jackson gets his, and he's still going to work after. So what I hope happens is that is just lethargic enough that he still has to go into work, but can't do any work, and so he gets paid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I want for my boy. Somebody asked me, I think on Twitter, I haven't kept up in the last 20 minutes about some of the responses you got on Twitter for segments. Maybe we should look at that later. Uh, somebody asked me for an impersonation of Jackson. I saw that. Yeah, there are some people I know who have uh, uh, who have come up with pretty excellent ones of him. I am nervous to do it on, do it on air, but uh, I'm going to I'm going to give it a shot. <clears throat> I can't. I can't look at Elliot on the screen as I do this. <clears throat> I'm gonna try. Uh, Via, shut the fuck up. Huh? How's that? Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. I was thinking more like. <sighs> All right, hey everyone. Welcome to Roxy Fever. Vias, why the fuck are you still crunching on croutons? <laughs> okay, that's that's easy. That's that's from the textbook. That's that's that's, yeah, that's, 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 the, that's the go-to. <laughs> People who listen to two episodes could do that one. Uh, <laughs> um, are you excited for hug day? I am not. I'm not either. Uh, not, not, not going to do that. Um, uh, yeah, I don't like hugs to begin with. I feel yeah. like we're currently in a state of too much hugging. <laughs> so this episode will probably have like four hours of material. Jackson will somehow put it down to a tight 40 minutes and it's going to be great. Um, and we'll have nothing to regret. And we know that you don't come here for, for hockey analysis. Uh, Jackson also knows that now, which is why he pulled a real good show on us and became a traitor and started his own. Elliot, is it this too soon? More popular <laughs> podcast? Yeah, uh, which I will not name unless they pay us for sponsorship. Um, <laughs> what's the Controlled name? entries. Controlled entries. You weren't going right? to name it because you couldn't remember the name of the show. Mm, maybe. maybe. Uh, <laughs> and that brings us to our first segment, which is actually a segment for later. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. There's some some concern in, on Twitter that some people wish that they got called the host. Uh, I think Justin Morissette would have been the obvious one. Cody was thrown out there. Uh, Cody, though, would have probably been so drunk he sent the Zoom invitation to Elliot Friedman instead of you. Which would be a pretty big get for the show. It would be a great get. Uh, I'd love if the video was on here and I could see his hair too. It would also be great because we have to do the thing that they've done with uh, on Chapo where they're just like, oh, just call Matt Cushbaum. It's fine. So we just have to call me Moose the whole time, which would be very <laughs> weird because you're not the one or two people who do that. Well, it's actually really funny. That reminds me. The very first recording we did, like I was like deer in the headlights. Like I've, I've never had a mic in front of me like that and never been asked yeah, to speak that long uh, on something that I was definitely not qualified to talk about. But when we were doing the intros, Jackson's like looking at me is like, and with me is, and he paused and he was like, yes, do you want your name on the show? <laughs> like, like we had agreed to do a podcast and we weren't clear if I was actually going to be uh, a public. If, like, yeah, if we were just going to do like have a fake name the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that'd be just weird. introduce but, you as the, the guy, the, as a guy. the, the yeah. NHL guy, yeah, <laughs> the video game guy. <laughs> Yes, that, that was my joke on on, uh, on Cody, uh, because uh, we're, we're doing a gift. Uh, we're trying to get a gift for somebody, and we uh, – uh, spoil it? No, I'm not going to spoil it. But um, I think you can say that somebody added Elliot Friedman to a group chat instead of me, because 
Yes, that did that's actually a totally fair thing to say. That did happen the other day when a member of uh, of a other rival Canucks podcast got too drunk and tweeted um, about feet and mustard and other things. Uh, wait, now that makes it sound like it's Wyatt. It wasn't Wyatt. Anyways, all right, let's keep the show rolling. Thanks, Jackson, for having to listen to this. Okay, serious stuff, somewhat serious stuff, somewhat update stuff. We want to talk a little bit about the Canucks. What has happened since then? Uh, Vasily Podkolzin signed an ELC for a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, he did. This is exciting because he's a first-round pick. I don't know. He, and he, was, he was the pick from uh, from the very first Roxy Fever uh, draft meetup. Yeah. The, the one and only. Um, what a night. I paid no attention to the draft that year. Yeah, that, that's happening. So I guess he's playing and he, he looks like a stud. Poor guy. It's nice to know we have another person uh, to keep make sure that PD and Quinn are not lonely um, in the club of young guys who are getting their careers ruined and wasted. Um, so that's cool. Other things that happened. Uh, I think Travis Green already got signed by the time we had our last episode. Um, Ian Clark now looks like he will get a contract. Oh, that's, that sounds confident. Tell me about uh, that. Maybe not that he will, but like, it looks like he's going to be offered a contract that he might accept. I, I saw some of the buzz around that too. It almost seems like, just getting our hopes up so we can get snatched from us. That 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 as well as it feels like Benning just started to do that. Like he's like, ah, fine, I'll start doing this. I'll fine, I'll, I'll actually go talk to Ian Clark about. It. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I got a weird sense from this team and and how late they are with stuff. Like we already we don't have to relitigate the Tivoli stuff, but it just feels like they weren't taking it that seriously. And kudos to the Sedins for recognizing that the Canucks don't plan things out ahead much. And so the reason that this announcement, so I hear from Canucks Twitter that the, that the Sidians have not agreed on anything with the Canucks yet is that they, they want to make sure it's set in stone what they're going to do and that there is a plan in place. Like, I feel like this is the most negotiation that anybody's ever done with the Canucks management on right. a serious level. Um, so I hope that works out. Other things that happened, um, a lot of people are really racist to Ethan Bear. Don't do that. Uh... Also, the Jim Benning thing, uh, where he, he, I didn't listen to the interview. Everyone who's mean to Spencer Gillis on Twitter was complaining that the fire Benning banner was meaning to <laughs> Kayla Benning. Is that right? I have no idea. <laughs> Curiously, you know the names of all the daughters of Canucks GM. No, I just say people's names very authoritatively because my brain just like randomly associates names with people. And I'm always wrong. For some wrong. reason, I kept thinking of like Michaela Peterson which is really wrong. That's probably why my brain went there. Funny enough, did, did you see Jordan, uh, Russell Peters went on Jordan and Michaela Peterson's show? No. Did you see that bit? It's really funny because she, I, all I saw is like a 15 second clip of it. And Russell Peters just like, I think he's just going off on a monologue and he ends up bringing up that like he loves Canadian socialism. Yeah. Which like, sure. he is a very like silly man's idea that like Canada is a socialist country. It's not, he just, it's the whole like, oh, we pay more taxes. And he, he did this whole like, yeah, we pay a lot of taxes, but we get a lot in return. And, and the States isn't, that, isn't like that. And so they should like reconsider socialism. And Jordan Peterson and Michaela are like trying so hard to change the subject. It's really funny. Anyways, that was the only reason we brought that up. So we can make the Spencer Gillis joke. Uh, I think this might be a good time to play our call segment. Sure. Let's play our call. We have one call. Yo, yo, yo. What up, Brashnavs? Yo, so, sorry I didn't call last week. I had a little tidbit, but whatever. I'll save that for another time on account of this 10-year anniversary of the riots and stuff. So I'll, I'll watch Game 7 at my buddy's house in Paris. Now. And um, I, I was watching with, with my two buddies. They were pissed off at me because I was cheering for the Bruins. It's first time in my life that I cheered against the Canucks in a playoff series. But what happened was in May, my girlfriend broke up with me. So, like, I was pissed off by like, how happy everyone in Vancouver was. And I wanted people to be sad and, like, hate themselves the way I did. And, and do for that. What? But, anyway. Um, so, like, Canucks lose. I'm like, sweet. And third period went by hella quick. I'm like, sweet. I have time to get downtown, fancy theater. Fucking Badlands, 35 millimeter, <laughs> Terrence Malick retrospective. I'm on it. So I like, I grab the 10, I'm booking it, I'm 10. I, I feel like Jackson to, like, would totally identify with whatever, and the bus <laughs> oh, yeah. and bus driver's like, yeah, like, bridge is closed, like, downtown's on lockdown, so like, nobody can go there. I'm like, buddy, fuck that. So I get out the bus, I like, 
run across the Granville Street Bridge, <laughs> book it to Van City Theater, make it to the movie on time, watch Badlands. <laughs> Unbelievable. Fire shit. You go watch a movie. Straight up fire. I'm like, yes, it's sick. And then I'm oh going shit, but all of a sudden, like, theater staff is like, yeah, nobody can go <laughs> because there's, like, a riot going on outside. So you guys have to, like, just sit here, and we're going to show you, like, a grainy DVD of the movie Terrence Malick, like, co-wrote before he'd ever directed anything. And it sucked. And the whole time, I'm like, fuck, man, there's shit going on outside or something. I'm watching this garbage. Anyways. Oh, my uh, God. Eventually, all this shit ends. And they let us go inside. And, you know, it's a wild scene. I remember at, like, uh, the nesters on, like, Smythe and uh, Smythe and Seymour, someone had spray-painted the words, like, the ecstasy of destruction. And I'm just thinking, like, shit, man, I fucked up. Like, movies, I watch tons of movies. And I miss this shit. But, you know, I was thinking about that today, and, like, that was 10 years ago. And no, there hasn't been a Terrence Malick retrospective in Vancouver since then. And, you know, I live in Chicago for a few years, but I never got a chance there, even though there's hella art house cinemas. I never got a chance to see Badlands on 35mm. But on the other hand, like, not to probably do to lose in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup final, I- I'd say within the next few years. So, you know, I might have made the right call. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> wow. Wow, that got better and better. <laughs> uh, Glycerin by Bush. Uh, I think I keep messing up uh, their Twitter name, but what a glorious call. That is an excellent preview for the, for the one month of uh, 2011 retrospective uh, episodes that we're going to curate that Jackson is really busy working on right now. Um, ecstasy by the ecstasy of describe Like, what... Who were these rioters? Like, I really want to meet one of these people who, like, you know, the classic, like, the story of like they, they took the train from Surrey and they were already dressed up in all black and like yeah, like, they're Surrey anarchists. Which now sounds way cooler and also clearly yeah. don't exist. <laughs> yeah, I would love if Jackson found one of these guys. Actually, that's not lie because there's literally an anarchist from Surrey who listens to our show. <laughs> there's got to be more than more than one. Um, thank you. Uh, thank you, caller, for that. That was excellent. That was the only call we had so far. We're, we got to figure out a strategy with calls. We got to like pose a question. Like we got to, again, we got, yeah, we got to give a prompt. We got to give a prompt. I think that's so actually that is this week's prompt. Phone us in with suggestions (laughs) for things to solicit phone ins with. Yeah. Do that, please. Yeah. You know, the number it's up there. You follow us on Twitter. 819-1451. Good for you. Wow. Um, okay. <clears throat> so we're gonna get we're gonna get into the meat, I think, unless we have anything else to go through. I don't think so. I think this entire episode has <laughs> yeah, we just go to the, next, go to the next thing. Okay, so we speaking of 2011, that's actually a good segue into this part as well. Sure. Uh, I've had this idea that if the Canucks won 2011, we, we ask that question a lot. We think about that question a lot right before we go to bed. Would I be happy? Would she have stayed with me, etc.? um if if 2011 happened like yes it would be amazing but one thing i was thinking about is those players like victor arskovich who will come up again in this episode this is probably the podcast that talks about victor arskovich the most ever i'm confident of that anyways if they won your victor arskoviches your ian lapierre's uh your guys like that if they won they might have considered retiring around that point, cashing in on the fame they got as one of the somebodies who won the cup in Vancouver. You would never have to pay for a drink in the city. Now, if you're a guy like Ian Lapierre or anybody, I'm, I'm thinking, why worry about... Okay, so are you doing a bit because it's Maxim Lapierre? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, was not, I was not doing a bit. <laughs> He would have been known more if we won the cup. This is one of those other what ifs. Anyways, well, exactly. any business things that would have happened because any of these Canucks would have wanted to cash in. For some reason, my mind is just hooked on this idea of like Ian Lapierre opens up like a shitty Boston pizza clone. Yeah, but they have like boneless chicken fingers that you can bite on. Pretty good. Pretty. Yeah. Good. You know what? That's a good idea, actually. We should we should get in on that in the Canucks restaurant menu thing. 
Fuck, we should have said into yeah. that instead. <laughs> should we just go to that now? <laughs> yeah. So, for example, one of them could have became the culinary director of Canucks Bar and Grill at YVR Airport, whose menu we're now going to read and make fun yeah, of. Yeah, if by the way, if you've been to this restaurant and as soon as <clears throat> as soon as it was announced, I was really like intrigued by how shitty this restaurant was gonna be. Yeah, I think this is in like the net like the like, domestic lounge. <clears throat> no, it's right? like the American quasi-domestic because in Canada you have like a domestic terminal. Mm-hmm. An international terminal, and then you also have like the America terminal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Half the airports, so it's kind of messed up. I think it's messed up too. Uh, that that's my social justice issue today. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we just wanted to go through this menu and see if there's anything good. So let's 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 start off the hop. They have a Canucks burger. Oh, we should start let's with start the, with the Canucks burger. That better be good. So it's twenty bucks, oh. and you get a burger with overpriced caramelized. What is this? I know, right? Caramelized onion, bacon, provolone, house sauce, lettuce, tomato pickle. That's a lot for twenty bucks. Jesus pickle Christ. with all that? I don't know. We gotta have a pickle. You gotta have a pickle, but like uh, just like that cheese and all that bacon, twenty bucks. Are you know, pickles on the burger, or on pickle beside the burger person? Beside, I really like, but unless it's a uh, like a like a hot chicken, right? Yeah, for sure. What else is? It's, there's probably nothing. There's nothing good, good on, here. on your. Oh my god, we should have ranked. We should have ranked the arena food. Number one is Costco. You split a poutine and each get a hot dog. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If I was a season ticket holder, I'd have so much Costco fast food. I think if you have season tickets, you might get a discount on food, but maybe that's just if you're a club seat member. Oh, that sucks. You mean? Oh, you mean in the arena? Yeah. I thought you meant at Costco for some reason. Oh, no, not at Costco. <laughs> okay, next bit. Next bit? Okay. <laughs> okay, we're going to do the LinkedIn bit. All right. Okay. I don't know how many people we got here, but for some reason, I love looking at Victor Oroskovich's uh, LinkedIn because, yeah, I'm going to open that one up. So I'll read this through and then Elliot, if you want, if you have one to come up with after. So, Victor Oroskovich, I should probably also pull up his uh, hockey DB. Okay. Uh, Victor Oroskovich, of course, played two seasons for the Canucks, a total of 17 games. In 2011-2012, he played one game uh, and had seven penalty minutes. Uh, Rock on. I don't have his playoff stats here, but he was in the Burroughs legendary uh, Slay the Dragon goal. He's looking for somebody to hug. Uh, I, I really like that part of the video. Um, <clears throat> anyways, he retired early. To uh, let, let's go through it. Also, so funny when hockey players list like that they were hockey players for this organization as one of their LinkedIn like resume bits. Yeah, because he's got like September two thousand Sep two thousand nine to June J U N because you know you got to shorten it. <laughs> uh, Twenty ten played for ten months as a professional hockey player for the Florida Panthers. Then, professional hockey player for the Canucks Sports and Entertainment Company um, from 2010 to 2012. And then, very quickly after, he became a sales manager, or no, a financial advisor at Sun Life Financial, and then a sales manager. And then, this, this guy started rising to the top. <clears throat> uh, you know, if, if, you're, if you're somebody at RBC, you're like, this guy's a go-getter. He, he becomes an associate in the RBC Leadership Development Program for, for two years and two months. And then... Where is he now? He's the vice president of RBC Capital Markets. That's that's that's, uh, that, that's, that's pretty big. bizarre. <laughs> it's <laughs> this guy's thirty, like thirty-four years old, and and he's he like, cannot be thirty-four uh, years old. He's born in like nineteen eighty-six. Okay, yeah, I guess that is right. Anyways, uh, I, I spent five minutes to say that I think it's interesting that Viktor Arskovich is like high up in Canadian banking. And it was just so random. Yeah. I don't even know why he why he retired. I wonder if there's an injury or he was just like, you know what? I can make all this money. I know the Canucks are never going to be good again. Uh, they're going to send me to play for the Chicago Wolves. Fuck you. I'm going to go run <laughs> run Canadian banking. Yeah. Oh, he's drafted by Colorado. Never played for anybody else. Or never got to play for them. <laughs> um, I know TC Carling has a LinkedIn page. <laughs> Uh, this is gonna be such a weird episode. This is gonna be such a weird episode. Also, I could probably find I just clicked on Canuck Sports and Entertainment. I was like, oh. Oh, that's such a good idea. Anyways, TC Carling. Like someone has been working for longer than someone else here because I know how LinkedIn works. <laughs> um 
yeah, who you, you find anybody? No one interests. Like, I mean, just people whose names I don't know, and then like people like, oh, the people who's the arena host. Damn. Um, some high school student who like volunteered for one day and now yeah. puts it on their oh, well, LinkedIn. I mean, I would have. <laughs> I did that. I did that shit all the time. I I door knocked for one day on the Alexandria Ocasio Cortez campaign. <laughs> Oh, you are not for the federal liberals what for one day and we've never shot about it <laughs> no uh although i will admit finally for many years there were many days where i was asked to door- knock doors and after a few bad doors i didn't knock any more doors the rest of the day i just sat in the park yeah <laughs> who's gonna get mad at me justin trudeau <laughs> shut the fuck up there's nobody else interesting on the LinkedIn thing, isn't there? Oh, here's oh here's Ryan Beach's page. It's about how oh hell yeah they've been collecting poke or one of his nephews has been collecting Pokemon cards. Oh, sorry, this is his personal Facebook page. Never mind. <laughs> All right, next bit. Cute, um, cute, cute, cute. Okay, next bit. I guess yeah, they're teaching the nephew to play Pokemon. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Also, oh, highly right. specific doxing. <laughs> I have another one. Uh, I'm gonna open up. Uh, the page of, I mean, I guess he's my favorite because he's the only one that I know of, but my favorite Phoenix area or maybe Arizona area real estate agent, it's Eddie Lack. Oh, he doesn't have his own agency. Holy shit. You got to see this website. He works for Kenneth James Realty. I'm just going to pull it up here in the chat. The suit jacket, hilarious. My God. All right, let's look at his listings. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. 6325 East Mallory Street. That's a good sign. Oh, that's a good sign. 625,000 bucks. Four beds. Uh, four beds, two beds. So, like, that's enough for like four different podcast teams to go there. And <laughs> let's, yeah, we finally opened up our podcasting house, podcast compound. I like how the two houses are like extremely like New Mexico. <laughs> Or Arizona. They are so new. Yeah. Like terracotta roofs and like the... I'm looking at the listing. It's written in all caps. That's pretty common. Yeah? Yeah, Okay, fair. Surprisingly common. I don't know if anybody else has had this experience, but Eddie Eddie Lack like DMs a lot of people to get them to follow his real estate business. Would you you ever move to a hot place? I wouldn't. (sighs) I would have a hard time. You'd have a hard time? I don't do well with crushing heat. Me, Me neither. I, I, it saps me of all my concentration. Oh, for I sure. can't do anything. As soon as I sweat, if I can feel sweat, I can't do any like intellectual work at all. Like I, I can't do, I can't write shit. It's just, I gotta, yeah, I, I gotta shower. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Elliot, did that, would you buy that house? <laughs> I would not. <laughs> okay. Uh, Elliot, what's your favorite Canucks dog name? This is really hard because I was going to say Phoebe Stetcher, but I don't think she qualifies anymore technically. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wait, have the Canucks gotten rid of all their players with, with dogs except for Horvat because they gave him the C? Well, like, no, because like... Oh, no, Besser. Yeah. But Besser is the dog's name we don't like to talk about on the show. <laughs> Even though it technically is my favorite because what the fuck were you thinking when you named your dog Cooley? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just like, why would you do that? Uh, Besser truly is. Oh man, the only other dog on the Canucks I can think of. Besser's pug. There's Besser's pug. There's a certain other dog whose owner we cannot speak of. Oh, I don't know that 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 uh, the dog's name. Oh, that dog's Donnie. Donnie. I mean, Donnie did nothing wrong. Donnie died. It was. Donnie's next innocent. segment, Elliot. Next segment, did El- did Donnie do anything wrong? I like Roussel's cat. I like that Anton Roussel has a cat because he's oh. the only NHL player with a cat. There's probably NHL players who don't want to admit they have a cat, or they're like, "It's my girlfriend's. It's my wags." Spotify playlists of uh, Quinn Hughes and Brock Besser. Now, I think you know music better than I do. So, which one do you want to look at first? You want to look at, let's look at Quinn Hughes's. Uh, Sure. What's what's he got going? Do I need to actually open Spotify to do this? Which one of them leaves playlists with extremely indecipherable names? Because that's something I definitely agree with. Um, probably Besser. It's probably Besser. I think Quinn doesn't have anything on here. Okay, okay. Brock Besser's got a lot here. He's he's got a whole public playlist called Nux, like N U X. I'm sure of that course. this is like these are their uh, pump up. We just won playlist. The first one is Let's Go by Trick Daddy. 
This is well before Brock's time, so I'm impressed by that. The next one, unfortunately, is Imagine Dragons song. The one after that is Lose Yourself, and then Thunderstruck, and then Jesus wow. Christ, Thunderstruck. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay, so next is one. This seems to be a pump up. This seems like he just looked up pump up early 2000s because he wanted to he, he wanted to get Brandon Setter to, to stop not liking him anymore or something. I don't know. He probably should have played country then. <clears throat> he's got he's got one playlist called Yog. Y-O-G. Is that for yogging or for yoga? That's yeah, that's probably Elias Pedersen's playlist uh, on here. He's got one called Relax. Um, he's got one chill. Whoa, he's got one called Pre-Domer. What? <laughs> he's got a special playlist for right before he gets a dick. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, we're there, there was some good content. We we were surprised. <laughs> we got 40 seconds out of that. Okay, how about this? How about this? We we do uh uh Elliot, what podcast do you listen to? <laughs> the ones that you're li- that you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna admit to. <laughs> well, the first thing on my podcast list is two additional Bolin girls. Uh, featuring yes. former guest of the show, Granya Downey. I need I need to I need to look at all the podcasts that uh, are hosted by women, so I say that those are the ones that I listen to. And only, I'm just glad only they ones. put it down as the number two, not the letter T. <laughs> so it showed up first. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay. I have about a dozen questions here. Um, all right. Number one, how much money do you make? <laughs> all right. Number two, <laughs> which. <laughs> What do you do? <laughs> so I work for a fuel cell company and I work on the software team. So I do the controls for the very large battery. You do the controls for the very large battery. So I make the, I help develop the controls software. Cause like if you have a battery that's powering an entire building, you have like building systems that have to interact with the battery. So like your solar panels have to interact with your battery. Okay. So like there's all, there's all this bunch of software that runs it. And that's what I work. That's what I develop. Okay, can you also tell people what what your degree was? I have a bachelor of sciences with masters in chemistry and English. Wait, yes. I didn't wait. I thought you only had the English degree. No, I also have a chemistry. Oh, what the fuck? No, I mentioned you always told us you just had an English degree. No, because I only make jokes about that. Oh my god. Oh my god. This clears up so much more. I thought you just walked in, wanted to talk about like Derrida or something, and they're like <laughs> Here's this control panel to to build a battery. I had no idea, actually. No, I actually have a chemistry degree. I'm stupefied right now, fans, listeners. (laughs) I had no idea that you were actually a STEM guy. Yeah. Oh, my God. I am materially but not ideologically a STEM guy. What is the best battery? Well, I think I have to say that Zinc Air is the best battery because uh, Big Zinc has gotten to me. I'm the guy who thinks that Elliot's company is actually literally called big zinc (laughs) somebody should do that like one of these industries they should just have that name uh famous people from fort langley airbud wait what are you serious airbud was filmed in fort langley they probably i'm sure they flew the dog in from la you know like allegedly one of my classmates wound up with the puppies from like airbud five holy shit yeah oh five which one is that is that a hockey one everyone had a bunch of puppies oh like in the movie they like everybody has wait is everybody a boy puppies i don't know the exact plot line of this movie that i I wonder how they oh it plays volleyball in one of the movies there's a bunch of puppies that are like the air buddies it's probably what the movie was called air buddies okay next one is uh Elliot doesn't live on Main Street anymore, but Elliot, if you and you and your uh, your loved one were like having sex at living at that old place, like would you say that you were horny on Main? I wouldn't say that to her, but like <laughs> I definitely made several horny on Main jokes to you guys. I also don't like that phrase because I always hear it in pirate voice. Really? I think I've told you this before. Horny on Main. Yar, should be horny on Maine. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Give me Jackson, please clip that. 
Could a moose kayak? Probably not. Hmm. However, I am deeply concerned that a moose can probably swim. Oh, dude, really fast. They can. They. Oh, I don't know about how fast, but like, have you seen videos of moose? Like, they're really terrifying. Oh, they are like such freakish animals. Have you seen one in the wild? I haven't. I have not. No. I don't think this is actually going to be a channel of moose things. It's something called Moose TV on YouTube. That is not. That is some idiot YouTuber. I don't care about that. I want videos of moose. <laughs> it was very it was some extreme um, did, you, did you go to uh, was it a porn site no but it was just like some extreme uh, uber driver sucked me off youtube channel intro. <laughs> my this reminds me of a good high school story uh like related to sports so our sports was wait what was your sport mascot like your the, yes was the animal eagles yeah uh, we had the Firehawks, and in 2012 or 2011, the rival school was in, was North Surrey, and they broke into our gym and they wrote like they painted over Firehawks and they wrote Firecocks, and, and <laughs> we loved it. Right. Like we we ate we ate that shit up. Everybody laughed. We ended up like telling all our friends at North Surrey, like, "Thank you for doing that." It was so funny. It was because like, we never did any good pranks in our high school, right? It's, and they did it for us, and so we just like we're, we're very proud of being the Firecocks. Uh, so any North Surrey listeners, thank you for that. I um, cannot believe people are listening to this fucking show right now. <laughs> related to great school pranks that paid off really well. Uh, grade nine. The- when I was in grade nine, the grad prank was changing the name of the school to Brookback Mountain Secondary. The grad class had a banner that went over the RE in RE Mountain Secondary. Oh, pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, who would you rather fight? One Zidane Ochara or four Nathan Gerbys? You have to do one at a time on the Gerbys or can, <laughs> are they all using some sort of wave attack? Which owner or manager fucks the most? I'm just going to start off real quick. I, I think Mark Bergerman, I think he's like lost his way. I haven't seen any bicep picks in a while. <laughs> I think he probably doesn't have access to the gym now um, just because of COVID, you know, right. struggling like all of us. So are we doing owners or GMs? Let's do GMs because we can remember them. Probably. Okay. I mean, Rod the, Rod the Bod, Brindamore probably could. He could. I feel like a lot of coaches could. though. I think Kyle Dubas... I think he's got a bit of a, like, I think when he takes those glasses off, like, I feel like he's a bad boy in real life, you know? Right. Like those, those glasses are, are, are just a... He could do a very dramatic glasses off and then look cooling, look cooler thing. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah, classic yeah. team movie trope. Okay. Exactly. I also bet that he has a six pack. Oh, yeah. Like, I bet he's one of these guys, like, like if he had his Chris Higgins moment where he was, like, you know, like, adjusting his jersey, like, I think there's, like, a fucking, like, a chiseled underneath there you got access to all the gyms i don't see why not he's the only one with access to a gym i'm gonna look up kyle dubas wife (laughs) (laughs) everybody like everybody does this everybody looks oh things up shannon dubas what is jesus christ the first thing that comes up is her facebook what's the worst and best our roxy fever episode in your opinion the best one will be the Christmas special that I write. No, um, <laughs> yeah, we've been never allowed been... to do a Christmas special. Yeah, I think we'll do one this coming year for sure. So that one's going to be one of the best ones. It's going to make like seven people laugh really hard. It's going to take more than seven people to make. We keep dangling these episodes in front of everybody. And we never do it. There's just too many people who we want on it who are going to get their careers ruined if it happens. That's our issue. All our friends have real jobs, including me now. So the worst episode is <laughs> this one. <laughs> okay, we got to, is, is this all we're giving to Jackson? <laughs> An hour of this? I'm looking, I'm looking through the Canucks Reddit now. That place is so Gulf, People are talking about the Pitcoles and growth spurt. He may be 6'4 now. That seems big. That seems like a lot of nerd. Oh. <laughs> The first comment on this thing about the pools and the growth spurt is Russian measurements. <laughs> Russian disinformation about his diet. Oh, should we talk about, should we talk about um, testing positive? Yes. 
That's like some classic Roxy Fever content. That's true. Why the fuck haven't we talked about that yet? Jackson's okay, going to no, put no, this no, on no. the beginning, I'm sure. You know what? Stop this recording. Save it. Send a new link to the chat. We're going to start talking about testing. Fun. No. So did you hear... Okay, did you hear the Ron McLean thing? I heard it, yeah. Like, did you, did you hear it live? No. Did you? I uh, Yeah, I heard it live, and I was definitely like... I had it on another screen, and I, I overheard it, and I was like, what did he say? And... I, I didn't take it seriously. And then I like, then I just kept thinking about it. I was like, Oh no, that's the joke he was making. He was making it about HIV positive. And like, I, I think the way it entered my brain wasn't that I heard this on national TV is that I heard this, like an uncle say it that I'm like, I'm going to put that underground. I'm going to dig a little hole and put it there. And that's, it's going to stay there. And I was like, Oh no, no, no. He said this, he just said this on air. And uh, Andy Petrello and, and Kevin BX are all going, huh? Okay, I can't say anything on air about this. Uh, I'm going to keep going with that. I also love that Ron McLean was like trying to get it out. Yeah, like he was really trying to get that joke across the line, which is really weird. And like this whole thing. His, so the explanation that we were officially given for this joke was that he was saying that Kevin Bieksa or whoever else was in that photo would attest to positive for rum because apparently Ron McLean likes to get drunk and play shirtless air guitar. Okay. How about this? This seems to be something that maybe not everybody picked up on. So how about I read out what Ron McLean's uh, apology was? Sure. Okay. So uh, I think a lot of people know what happened. Ron McLean was uh, on the hot stove, whatever the fuck you call it. And he, during uh, Tuesday, last Tuesday's game, I think it was like game four between uh, the Maple Leafs and the Canadians. Um, it was an intermission, Bieksa and a few other guests were on there on the panel. And they're all trying to give hockey takes. And Bieksa usually tends to have a photo on uh, somewhere in the background. Like, I love that he has Easter eggs. Yeah. Like, what a, what a good sport. Uh, like, he'll have the nude photo of Kessler. I'll, he'll have a photo of, like, Vern Fiddler. You know, things like that, things of that nature. And he'll have, like, excellent shout-outs. Like, he, he had, like, a, a Luke Bourdon photo, I think, once. Right. Um, or I think it was actually, sorry, it was Rick Rippin um, in the dressing room while he was a man of Moose, I think, at the same time Bieksa was. Now, during this intermission, Bieksa said, I am probably the most positive guy on this panel. We can probably agree on that. Bieksa said while commenting about a player from the game. I'm reading from a globalnews.ca uh, article right now. But I don't play like that at all. And I guarantee you, Eric Stahl will watch that replay and he won't like it either. <clears throat> now, there was a bit of banter going on. And then Ron McLean said, you have a photo of a guy with his tarp off. I think here he's referring to a photo of Anthony Stewart. Yes. Uh, the shirt off. Um, quote, some people say tarps off. Saying you have a photo of the guy with his tarp off. You're definitely positive for something. Then Jennifer Botterell makes this face like a very like, what the fuck did you just say? It seemed like nobody picked up on it immediately. Well, that's the thing, because it is very classic Ron McLean, because he's doing the thing that Ron McLean always does mm -hmm. and says something utterly inscrutable because he's utterly convinced that he's the smartest man in the room, which, mm -hmm. to be fair, for the past 30 years, he was. <laughs> Kelly Rudy, PJ Stock, there's not a lot. Of, the competition well, I've been is just on weak. Coach's Corner. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes, fair. Um. Uh, and I also think people, I mean, I think some of the pushback that people got from the, you know, cancel Ron, McL Ron McLean thing was that, like, do you think he was honestly making this gay joke? Yeah. In yeah. 20 which, which I think was fair. Like, which honestly, I think is, yeah, it's a very fair comparison because it's such a long, because yeah. it is a pretty long walk to get to, like, yes, but also it it's like, what else could you have meant? Yeah. It felt like every other explanation was a further stretch. Than the HIV thing. Uh, and I'll just add that also Jackson probably had my favorite. Like before I was on the show, before I knew anything about Jackson, I was like, oh, Jackson's one of these upstanding media members. Like, oh my God, Jackson actually like liked one of my tweets. Uh, then I met him, etc. But um, what did he say? He said an excellent tweet about Ron McLean that I'm just scrolling to look for. Oh, this piece of shit. I'm going through his Twitter and he's already tweeted about how I sent three different Zoom links to the chat. Fuck I already you. liked it. That's uh, fine. No, he said that Ron McLean joke was so uncomfortable. I have expected Ron McLean to be standing next to him looking sheepish while he made it. So good. So the one thing that I would like to point out is that this joke is such a stretch in any way, shape, or form. I like literally searched test positive for rum on Google because I was bored. <laughs> <laughs> and just because I thought this was so weird. 
It is deeply weird. There was literally four results that weren't about this story. Three of them were the same quote, which are punning, which was jokes about like Usain Bolt testing positive for steroids. And then one was making a joke off like COVID test results. I see where the Usain Bolt thing would come. Well, like he was so um, relaxed that he was like, I was worried he was going to test positive for rum. It's still kind of weird, but like. I think it might have been a weirdly racial or xenophobic like Jamaican joke. Yes, possibly. Because I mean, rum is a. Does Jamaica make rum? Jamaica makes rum, yes. It's a big West Indies thing. It's a big Caribbean thing. Yeah, I should say Caribbean West Indies, thing. but it's a big Caribbean thing. So, okay, Ron McLean, he comes out with this apology and like, I never, like, it was, it was like not being discussed in any like actual news networks for a bit until this apology, I think. He says, first and foremost, I regret and apologize for what happened last night. Early in the show, we had a fun moment featuring a photograph of our colleague, Anthony Stewart, enjoying a rum party. What? Rum party? <laughs> you know, if you're into rum, maybe you have a bunch of friends over and you all bring your expensive rums and you just have you just taste all of the rums all right so we're starting the stretch here <laughs> no like that's a thing uh, yeah i guess like people do like bottle swaps with beer and like people do scotch yeah, tastings yeah. so absolutely it's not that okay, so that photo along with a few others sat on the shelf and kevin bx has sat for the remainder of the night in the second intermission when kevin quipped that he was the quote the most positive person on our panel quote unquote I directed viewers to that photo using tarp off, i.e. shirtless, to specify the picture with the rum bottle and quipped, quote, you'll be testing positive for something, unquote. I meant the rum. I understand that when others are within, quote, earshot, unquote, of a two-way conversation, the, the potential for a misunderstanding exists. You're on national TV. If you only heard that last line in isolation, again, the national TV, I completely understand how that misunderstanding occurred. I am deeply sorry. The idea of language, of intention, of personal responsibility, I've seen those concepts used as broad exoneration. I don't know what that means. It's not enough. We have a contract with you, the viewer, that in, a, that in us, you see yourself. I've reached out to several guiding lights in the equity-seeking arena. Um, <laughs> that is so euphemistic. I, I think that's the name of the, uh, the new Seattle arena, actually. <laughs> The equity seeking arena. That would be a good name for it if you're if you're like a wealth equity company. Wealth equity company. A bank. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> my allies in the LB, LGBTQ2S plus community and to my coworkers who receive their wisdom and continue our joint effort to tend to the hearts of us all. I appreciate the power of the voices spent spoke to me last night and this morning. It provides a sense of possibility. It's how change works. But anyways, did you buy this? I think... The best defense for Ron McLean here is just that why would you make this homophobic joke? And like, it's such a long walk to both the offensive thing and it's, I mean, it's a longer walk to the explanation that exonerates him. Yeah. But like, either way, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. So whatever. I, I, it's fine. To, to me, to me, I am also in the it's fine, who cares thing to the point of just like. We do get to make fun of him for it. He he sucks. We hate him. We hate him so fucking much. And that's why I'm very obligated to be as fair as possible to him. <laughs> for for me, it's that I see I see what it looks like. I just imagine like uh, like a barbecue party. It's a bunch of guys who look like him, and those guys made these jokes in the '80s. Like they thought it was funny. Yeah. Like I can't imagine this joke quite easily. It's just I'm just surprised that it came from him on national air. Yeah. I would not be surprised if it was him in the back room or whatever, because I have extremely low standards for him. But um, that's why I just accepted it because he's like, it's Canadian media. It, it's like not that high standard. He's just some old Ontario guy, whatever the fuck. I don't care. Like, Maybe I, the studio I room doesn't have enough oxygen and like, wait, that doesn't make sense. But like with Don Cherry retiring, the like old man gaps are just transferring over. <laughs> yeah. He's been asked to fill in. Holy shit. So, look, I'm not going to chalk this all up to Jackson being, like, the necessary glue. Sorry, he is. He absolutely is. He, he pulls this all together. He's an excellent host. I don't know how to be a host. But also, uh, if you heard our last episode, we're just kind of out of gas right now. Elliot had a big move. I am starting my first, uh, like, big boy job right now. And uh, we are very thankful that you that you pulled through with us uh, for this uh, Get to Know Elliot Day and various other segments that we just got through. This coming month is going to be a very big month. Jackson is not here tonight because he is fo- he is actually doing planning 
for the next slew of episodes. And it will be an excellent uh, 10-year retrospective with, through multiple episodes about 2011. Um, we've already kind of explained what we're going to do for that. It's going to be a big treat. If you really like going through nostalgia kicks with the Canucks and you don't you don't know already, we have a Patreon feed at www.patreon.com slash Roxy Fever, where we do episodes uh, as heritage minutes, where we go through really ridiculous moments in Canucks history or important com- moments in Canucks history and just do a deep dive. Uh, we're thinking about rewatching the Steve Moore Bertuzzi hit game, uh, potentially just doing a live react someday on that. These are the kind of things that we're going to put on the Patreon feed. We know we're a nostalgia show, uh, so we want to just like go deep dive into that content. So please donate to the show. It helps pay for a lot. It helps pay for audio equipment. It also helps us spend time researching, honestly. Uh, and so we're very grateful for that. Uh, we're going to do a thank you to the donors very soon. And uh, what else? Do we have anything to plug? Uh, Big Zinc. Uh, everybody tweet at Jackson. Thank you, Jackson, for all that you do. We, we couldn't do this without you. We literally have shown that we cannot do this without you. If this even, go- if the recording even fucking goes out. But uh, we hope everybody has a great week. I've been Vyasaran. You can find me uh, on Twitter at Vyasaran. I'm Elliot. You can find me at Twitter at Moose Kayak. And you can direct your hate mail to us on Twitter. Yeah, this episode is bad because we are bad at this. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Watchy Fable is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Yas, what up, man? It's Cody. Uh, not sure if you're getting my DMs, but I uh, clicked the Zoom link that you uh, sent me, and I've uh, been sitting in the waiting room for about 20 minutes. I, uh, I messaged you on Twitter, but it's not showing up as red, so I don't know. But if you get this, uh, let me in! Let me in! I'm sure you said 7.15 p.m. to start uh, talking about Goon uh, since you guys don't have Jackson on you wanted me. Um, I don't know. I'll mess the group chat some more and try and get your attention. I am sure it did say 7.15 p.m. start time. I don't know. Maybe my internet's acting up again. Hang on. Let me try again. Uh, Vios, it's uh, Cody again. It's, uh, it's now 7.22 p.m. on Sunday, and I am confident that you did want to start uh, tonight's show at 7.15. I am here, and uh, I am good to go. You just <laughs> you gotta let me into the Zoom call, my guy. <laughs> uh, I got all my notes for Goon. Uh, I did not forget. I am ready. Uh, please answer my DMs, or hopefully you see your voicemail message pop up. I, uh, turned down a Sopranos rewatch to come on tonight's show, and it would be very, very frustrating if it was all for nothing. It's, uh, 7.23 p.m. now. God damn it. <sighs> Please just look at your phone, man. Uh, or notice this voicemail notification, like, come on, dude. I turned down watching a movie with my wife to be on tonight's call. <sighs>